0: You're listening to Politics Explained. Back to basics in the political sandpit with Rodney Hyde and Tane Webster. Here on Rally Check Radio, it's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Remember, Texas, 2057, email inbox at rallycheck.radio. And it's Politics Explained. Back to the basics in the political sandpit with Tane Webster. Tane, what questions have we got? Good morning, Rodney. So there's been a few questions emailed in asking about the, uh, the threat of a second election so uh is it christopher luxon i believe making those saying that that, that could be a possibility uh, as far as i understand it's an empty threat there's never been a hung parliament in the history of MMP in new zealand can you correct yeah. me if i'm wrong so right. that that means there's going to be some negotiations on on election night well, what what do you think that'll be like and what is that like Well, I've been involved in a couple directly. Uh, In 2005, I tried to get a coalition together. My God, probably lucky I didn't succeed with Don Brash, Peter Dunn, Tariana Turia, Winston Peters, and me. Tried to put a coalition together, and Winston pulled the plug, probably just as well. Um, But there you go. And then I was involved directly with uh, John Key. And I brought in the Mary Party, and then John Key did a sort of a separate deal with the Mary Party, although I, I was talking to them as well. So I had a bit of experience. It's very exciting because for a, the smaller party, it's the one time you have some power. But the idea of forcing another election is idle because the received wisdom politically is any political party forcing another general election is going to get hammered in the next election and the major party will be the beneficiary because it looks like you're trying to throw your weight around. So everyone knew that we had to make it work because the country had just been through a general election. It didn't want, within a couple of weeks, someone tossing their toys and saying, yeah, I can't work well. Let's have another general election. Um, So there's a huge incentive to make it work. What is a real possibility uh, are the various arrangements that governments could run. So when you have a full coalition, you agree to a coalition uh, document and you have ministers, the small party has ministers, and they're subject to cabinet responsibility for the decisions they're involved in. And that's like pretty stable. However, you could have a situation where, say, the ACT party or New Zealand First. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. ACT's been saying that confidence only, no supply. Is that is the. That, uh... It'll be probably supply only and no confidence. Ah. Um, so, what happens is you can form a government with if you give supply, which basically means uh, providing the money for the budget. You'll vote for the budget no matter what. So on that basis, you could form a government. Uh, If you say, we'll give you confidence votes, what that essentially means is that if there's a vote, does this parliament have confidence that the government has the numbers? You say, yes, it probably is confidence in most supply, play. And that means they can stagger on. But if you don't give supply, they have to negotiate with you to get a budget through. No no national party with any sense would agree to that because they're held hostage then. And, of course, even giving supply and confidence and doing what is called sitting on the crossbenches so you can form a government, you've got supply, you've got confidence, but then every piece of legislation that you want to do has to be negotiated with a smaller party and, of course, you'll be extorted at every turn. Well, we'll give you this vote if you cut this budget. We'll give you this vote if you give us this vote. And so it wouldn't be stable. I can't see how a government in New Zealand would operate uh, with a party sitting on the crossbenches. We did it. We did it. The ACT Party did it when Winston Peters uh, left Jenny Shipley and we gave them supply national supply and confidence, and we used it very responsibly, not because of our altruism, but of our self-interest, because it was a very fought time, and we knew if we kicked up a fuss, we would be punished at the next election. And so we had to show some incredible responsibility as much as it irked us. We ended up voting for things that we didn't particularly like, just to ensure a government. MMP is potentially an unstable system uh, as we may find out so um that's that's how it's that, in everyone's int- interests to form a deal and um I I, I think if it can't be a national enact uh, government and New Zealand first is needed um I think it could be a little unstable and you won't get probably a full deal. Um, one or other party will be sitting on the crossbenches and jacking the other, the government around, which I think will be uncomfortable for the country because we like to think that a prime minister can lead, you know, um, and say, make a decision. You imagine a prime minister on the news and saying, well, look, I can't really make this decision. I have to consult. And you go off and consult with Winston Peters and David Seymour to try and make something happen. Very, very tough. We've never had a hung parliament. That is to say, not getting a result doesn't mean it wouldn't happen. But again, it's that oh, that uh, problem of the smaller party forcing the country into another general election. Uh, no one would like that. You'll be too young. But in 1996, in our first uh, MMP election, that was when I first got elected to parliament and Winston Peters was in a position of, well, one would say responsibility, and he had to choose between Labour and national, and they were all supplicating themselves to him, and he dragged it out, I think, from memory for six weeks. It was almost a constitutional crisis because it was just hell because no one knew what was going to happen. And then to everyone's surprise, including Helen Clark and the Labour Party, he chose Jim Bolger, who'd been attacking right through the election and formed a uh, national New Zealand first uh, government. He had something like 17 MPs at that time. And that just got off to a very bad start because everyone had assumed that Helen Clark had won with Winston, and he chose national. And of course, he did a similar thing in what was it, 2017, when he chose um, Jacinda Ardern, everyone expected him to, a lot of people expected him to choose uh, National. And ultimately the, prime, the would-be Prime Minister has to convince the Governor-General that he or she can govern. That's the test, the former government. So Helen Clark has to go to the Governor-General and says, here's my agreement with Mr. Peters and the Act Party and they have given us confidence supply, and then the Governor-General will swear in a government. It is him or her that has to be convinced because it is uh, the Governor-General that makes the decision that, we, yes, we have a government. Funny, eh? Mm-hmm. And we're very lucky. I think we've got a great system. I don't like MMP, but I do like the Westminster system. There we go. You're I'm on now. Thank you, Tony. That was uh, politics. explained back to the basics in the political sand part with uh, Tony Webster. Send us a text 2057 with your questions. Email us inbox at rallycheck.radio. I'm sure I'm not alone in wishing this election over. <laughs> <laughs> Three more days. <laughs> and then we'll get to the, uh, we'll get to the court business of forming a government. Oh my goodness. Could be interesting. You're on Real Talk with Rodney Hyde, Reality Check Radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Politics Explained. Back to basics in the political sandpit with Rodney Hyde and Tane Webster.